Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. I want you to look at your Bibles for a moment. The book of Ezekiel. God came prophet the Bible says in verse 1 the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones and then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry and he said to me son of man can these bones live Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O Lord God, you know. And again he said to me, prophesy. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. And thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath. Somebody say breath. Come on, say breath. Certainly I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And you shall live. I want to talk to you this morning about the breath of God. The Rahadesh, the the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we prophesy into dry places today. We prophesy to dry bones, Lord. and people that may feel like they're dead and, and the word of the Lord is live. Uh, the word of the Lord is you shall live. Dry bones come to life. Dry bones come to life. You shall live. You shall live. We declare life. We declare life into the dry places, uh, into the broken places today. The Lord decrees it to be so. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, come on, all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. I want to read, you may be seated, I want to read, uh, stay with me for a minute, Corey. I want to read a few scriptures to you as in this month of May, we're going to be talking about Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about the power of and the anointing and the authority of the Spirit of the living God. And I, I was in my kitchen yesterday. I, I like to pray by walking up and down my, my hallway there from the kitchen to the front. I just had this sense that, my God, the Holy Spirit is going to show up today. The Holy Spirit is going to manifest because, my friends, listen, church is never the same if the Spirit of God shows up. Amen? We're not interested in religion or some ritualistic thing, but we are interested in connecting with the God of heaven. And he connects with us by his spirit. In Genesis 2 and 7, the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. I fast forward you to the New Testament and Jesus said this 
In the book of John 3 and 8, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes and from where it goes. And he says, so everyone who is born of the Spirit, here he says, you must be born again to even enter, not only enter, you must be born again of the Spirit just to see the kingdom. And then later on, in the same book of John, the same writer, in 20 and 22, it says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. This, my friends, wasn't even Pentecost, but how many understand that here Jesus had risen from the dead. We have the resurrected Christ. We have that life-giving spirit, and we have the heart of God that cannot wait for the Spirit of God to be poured out on all flesh. He says, receive. He says, receive the Holy Ghost. I've called today the, the breath of God but really the sermon series is, is really about from chaos into order. That the Holy Ghost, he does many things in our lives, but primarily he brings us into the order of God. He, he brings us into the function. He brings us into that which is good. That, that's what we talked about in, in, in the book of Genesis in the garden, that God took Adam and Eve and he put them in a good place. He put them in a functioning place and, and he said, let the rest of the earth, which is chaotic, let it, let it look like the garden. Make it a good place. Church, can I say this, that when we recognize the order of God in our lives, it's a good thing. God is the God of order. That's why Paul says, even in our services, he says, let everything be done in decency and in order. God is not the God of chaos. God is not the God of confusion. God is the God of order. And if you look around our world today, you have chaos everywhere. Rebellion that reigns everywhere. Dysfunction that reigns everywhere. And, and people are marrying themselves to dysfunction. But he's not the God of dysfunction. He's the God of order. That's why when you become born again by the Spirit of God, literally you come into your right mind. You, you begin to think God thoughts. You, you're given the mind of Christ. You are, you are then able to think at a level that God thinks, and God is always thinking about order. Today, people want to be, you know, we hear this all the time, we want to be free, we want to be free, but, but in reality, their freedom leads them into slavery. But God who creates boundaries around us says, I don't want you to be slaves, I want you to be free. That's why in John 10, 10, he said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That God has designed a life for you and I that when it is connected to the Spirit of God brings us into abundant life. And he breathes on us and he breathes in us and he brings that order. And he blows away the, the chaos and he blows away the dysfunction so that we would have peace and we would have joy and that we would celebrate God within our lives and that our lives would not be misery and drudgery, but rather it might be joy in the Holy Ghost. The, come on, give God praise for that. That's why Paul says the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink. 
but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's in the Holy Ghost. And this is why when we are filled with his presence, when, when we are filled with his spirit, when he, when he hovers over us, when he, when he breathes within us, we, we receive the life of God. That's what makes life worth living is because we live it in God. How many have found that the pleasures of life are temporal? You know, for a moment, for a moment, it's like, oh, that's a lot of fun. And, and, and we have thrill seekers and, and, and we look for these moments that give us all this excitement, but they're passing. And we get bored of these things, but, but God is eternal. If, if you get bored of God, I would suggest to you, you're not really encountering him. You can't get bored of God. I mean, we have elders in heaven that all they do is they, they, they sit around the throne and they bow down and they worship him 24-7. They're never bored. They never lose focus. In Genesis, the very first chapter of the Bible, the very first chapter of the Bible, we, we see the Spirit of God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. The Spirit of God hovering over the chaotic world. Some, some people believe actually in two creations. That, that what they are, if you look at chapter 3, that, that you, will, you will kind of read into this that there was a creation and that there was some sort of catastrophe that occurred which caused the earth to be chaotic and, and full of darkness and, with, and you know, without form and, without, and it was void. And, and some people believe that maybe this is when the dinosaurs actually uh, you know, were on the face of the earth. But, but in this particular case, it's the Spirit of God that brings order to the chaos. I prophesy, not only into your dry bones today, but I, I prophesy into the chaos and the confusion of your life, and I declare the order of God. I declare the order of God. We struggle, even in our relationships. You know, yesterday I was, I was speaking at a church, and they asked me to speak on relational intelligence. By the way, it's, the, it's why I'm dressed like this today, because they, they made me wear a, a suit and a tie, and then I thought, you know, I haven't worn a suit and a tie in a long time, and so I thought I might as well come to APC in a, in a suit and a, and a tie. And I spoke on relational intelligence, and I was even talking about, even in our, even in our marriages, many times they, they don't function because we're out of order. Let's be honest, that sometimes we don't even believe our own Bible. In all the redefinitions of, of everything that is, you know, taking place, and we're critical of that, but many times we redefine our own Bible because we, we don't want to believe what the Word of God says. And so we would rather believe culture than believe the Word of God or understand the heart of God. You know, I was talking about, really for such a vast subject of marriage, for example, that's what I was talking about a lot yesterday. You know, the Bible just kind of really just is very brief on the subject. Husbands love your wives, wives submit to your husbands, children obey your parents, and that's the end of it. How many know that's a pretty big subject for just a couple of verses? 
But when we hear things like, wives, submit to your husbands, we, we go, oh, no, 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 because we, we hear the word subjugation, and, and we, we, we hear the word tyranny, and we hear the, what the world says, the, what the world says, it said, and so we get this idea, well, no, 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 we're, we're not going to function that way because we don't believe the word of God. Then we wonder, why do we have problems and issues and stress? Because we don't follow the order. We don't follow the word. And I see that everywhere the Holy Ghost goes, he, he brings the order. Whether it's in Genesis or he brings it to the early church, God is saying, I want you to function. I want you to be good. I want you to be at a higher level. Here. And by the way, I, hear my heart. I know there's been so much misuse of that scripture and other scriptures. But, but can I just say this, church, that... When we get it wrong, it's never God's fault. If people abuse the Word of God, it does not make the Word of God less true. Hmm? I don't know if you're aware of this now, but in California, in California, listen to this, in America, they want to ban the Bible in the state of California because, because you know, it teaches against homosexuality and it teaches against you know, multiple genders. And so their idea in their, in their wokeness, in their, in their left-wing radical ideology, their, their solution is let's ban the Bible. Let's, let's ban the, the Word of God and, and let's create our own culture. Let's create our own religion. Wokeism is a religion. We have, we have the prime minister telling the, the leader of the opposition that he needs to wake up. You know what the New Testament tells us? It actually, Paul says, we need, in the book of Ephesians, we need to wake up under righteousness. We, we need to wake up under the order of God because the order of God always brings life. When God says yes to us, it's always for our benefit. When God says no to us, always for our benefit. God says, that's not good for you. I have boundaries for you. I have order for you. And so we see here, in Genesis that God, Elohim, Elohim, Elohim that, what does that mean? The God that creates something out of nothing. Come on somebody, see we, we create, but we create because we've been given something, whether it's we create, you know, furniture out of wood. We, we, we create a great meal because we've been given ingredients. What We create buildings because we have concrete and sand and all the rest of it. But I want you to think that there was a moment God created something out of nothing. Nothing, nothing. It didn't exist and God created the very materials, L-O-M. But when he created mankind, we use, we use those names here. We, we use names like women and men. And ladies and gentlemen and girls and boys, welcome to APC. We're not confused. We're not confused. We are, we're going to talk the way God talks. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk the way God speaks. He created. He created the male and female. God's not confused. He knew exactly what he was doing. He created the something out of nothing. But when he created people, there's like a there's like a pause. Not he created the 
You know, the stars and the sun and the moon and the water. He ordered these things. But, but then God creates mankind. And, and there he is. It's like Adam is standing in front of him. You know, fully formed, muscle, hair, everything that, that makes a human a human. But he has no life until the Spirit of God breathes in him. And the Bible says he became a living soul. He became a living being. You know, probably one of the most important things to us is our sight. But there are many people that are blind and they live. There are many people that are deaf and they live. There are many people that are paralyzed and they live. But how many recognize you can't live without breath? You want to try it? You want to try it right now? And let's see. Let's see how long you last. As a matter of fact, if... You know, people that have drowned, people that have been underwater, if you hold your breath for too long, even if you live, you will suffer brain damage because your brain cannot function without oxygen. Your brain needs oxygen. Can I, can I just say it this way? Holy Spirit is like the oxygen of God. You, you can, come on, somebody. You can't even, you can't even think right. If you don't have the oxygen of God, you're going to have brain damage. We, we see people out there, I think to myself, you have brain damage. Your brain has been damaged by something. But when you come to God and he breathes in you and, and you receive the oxygen of the source of life, your brain begins to function right. You get it to your right mind. Come on, if you're honest. Corey, are you okay? Oh, you're not doing anything. Praise God. Um, you're in your right mind. How many, how many would say to me that before you came to Christ, you, are, you know, you did some things and you might, you might be thinking, what was I thinking? Why, why, why would I have made that decision? Why, what was I thinking in that moment? But I would hope that when you become born again, you, you think by the mind of Christ and, and you don't repeat those things that you did when you weren't thinking. You ought to think. Turn to somebody and say, you ought to think. Elohim, you see the, the father heart of God. You see the tenderness of God. You see the, the, the God that breathes out of his own lips and out of his own nostrils. And, and he sees his own image and, and he brings life. He brings life into the vacuum. Church, let me tell you, nothing will fill your life like God. Money won't fill your life. Fame won't fill your life. Power won't fill your life. Influence won't fill your life. Nothing will fill your life. Nothing will satisfy you like God. You say, Pastor, you're, are you saying, you know, these things don't bring pleasure? No, of course they bring pleasure. But think about Moses. The Bible says that Moses made a decision to leave the pleasures of Egypt and suffer with the slaves. Why? Who does that? You say he's out of his mind. No, no, no. He's actually in his mind because he recognized there was something greater in God that there was in Egypt. He was a prince. I mean, he had, he had status. He could have anything he wanted. But when he recognized, and can I say it this way, when he found his identity... Huh? When he realized I'm not an Egyptian, I'm actually a Hebrew, 
And this is the DNA that is flowing with me. He had to leave that life to become a slave, to become exiled. How does that even work? Why does it even work that way? Some of you, I've heard this, you know, people say, oh, oh, you know, I, I've come to Jesus and my life is chaotic. No, 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 you're in the process of, of being made functional. You are, you are in that turbulent time because you're going from darkness to light and madness to sanity and chaos to good. And, and so in that season, there is chaos. It's, it's not that Jesus has made your life chaotic. He's actually trying to deliver you from the chaos. And then Jesus says the, in John 3, 8, the wind blows where it wishes. He's speaking of the Holy Ghost. He's speaking of becoming born again. He says, you hear the sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and, and where it's going. And every, so he says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Church, can I, can I submit to you that you and I are superior today than when Adam was first created? Because we are regenerated by the Spirit of God. He, he became a living soul, but you and I receive the Spirit of God Himself. Now we know that Jesus had the Spirit without measure. You and I have, you and I have a measure of the Spirit, so it's not unlimited to you and I. And, and we know that, you know, I don't know why, but somehow we leak the Spirit of God. Therefore, therefore we need to be refilled constantly. Yeah. Fill us again, Lord. Breathe on us again, Lord. Touch us again. Isn't that, isn't that the things that we pray? But watch this. You and I, see, Adam lost his spirituality, but through Christ, because we are born again, because we are the children of God, we become spiritual beings. You're a spiritual being. The Spirit of God is in you. You are, you are connected to God by His Spirit. You know that your spirit is dead until you become born again. This is why the Bible talks about the candle of a man, the candle of a woman, that when you become born again, that candle is lit so that you can connect with God. This is why when people say to me, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. No, what you are is soulish. You have, you have connected to the spirit world through your soul because your spirit is dead. But for the people that are born-again believers, this is why the Bible says that, that we are new creations. We are new creatures. You're, I keep telling you this. You're not a recycled version of yourself. That person died at the cross and at baptism, and you're a brand-new creation. Connected to God. By a spirit, able to understand God, able to talk to Him. The Bible even says that God wants to connect with us so much that we become the temple of the Holy Ghost. He says, I don't want to live in buildings of brick and mortar and wood. I, I want to live in my people. I want to speak to my people. I, I want to dwell within them. This is, this is why no matter where you are, you can have a spiritual experience with God. You're always connected. Huh? You can be at work. You can be, you can be studying. You can be somewhere. You can be stuck on the 401. 
and be connected to God. And God shows up. Why? Because the lower is dependent on the higher. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm dependent on God. Huh? Did you know why I'm in the ministry? Not because I'm better than you, but because I'm more dependent probably. Huh? I don't know. The Bible says that God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. You know why I'm in ministry? Because God said, you're the most foolish person I could find. This is that. Paul said this. He says, God has chosen us. He's put us on display. He, he says uh, in the Message Bible, he says, we, he's, he's put us in a play and nobody wants to buy a ticket. Paul says that. He says, we're the, we're the lowest of the low and the bottom of the bottom. But how many understand that even if you're the lowest of the low in God, you rank, amen? Come on, somebody. That's why the, the psalmist said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God huh I'd rather be a door I'd rather be open in the door for God's people as long as the presence of the Lord is there mm. that's why King David when they said to him you know he tried to bring the ark he tried to bring the ark to Jerusalem he tried to bring it to the city of David some of you have been there and I'll take you you know by the way I'm by God's grace, 2024, we'll go back to Israel. How many want to go to Israel with me? And, uh, and I'll take you to the city of David. The Bible, you know what happened? He, he did it the Philistinian way, and Uzzah died, and David got angry, and he's sulking, he's upset. And the Bible says the ark went to the house of Obadiah. And Obadiah begins to prosper. Because he knew how to deal with the presence of God. He, he knew how to entertain the presence of God. The Bible says everything began to prosper. And, and somebody said to the king, you got to see Obadiah's house, man. Everything's going on at Obadiah's house. Huh? I remember, I remember talking about when, when I still own my, my mom's home. I, I remember saying out loud that I was trying to grow grass. Not that kind of grass but lawn I was trying to grow lawn I was trying to restore it had a corner lot it was a disaster I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to grow it and, 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 and you know what you may think lawn is easy lawn is hard lawn is hard and so I, I made a public statement about I'm trying to grow lawn I was taking a little bit of pride and I mean no when you when you have a little bit of pride someone will come along and stick a pin in your pride you know and so Corey comes along and he says, oh, you want to see Lon? He shows me pictures. Pastor, this, this is Lon. And then I'm looking at what I'm trying to grow. He goes, my lawn is like carpet. And it was green and lush. And, and he, you know what he was saying? The ark is at my house. It ain't at your house. Because the presence of God is causing even my lawn to grow. Church, I want to tell you, when, when the presence of God is with you, everything flourishes. Everything changes. You say, even the lawn? Even the lawn. And so I couldn't have Corey show me up like that. And so I... I did what I knew to do. I went to that corner. I, I began to prophesy over that grass. I, 
I thought, I'm tired of fertilizer. I'm, you know, I'm tired of weed. I'm, I'm going to call on the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. That thing began to grow. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, because I want you to notice that order comes from the Word of the Lord. Because right after the chaos, the Bible says that God said, and let there be light, and there was. It is the creative order. It is the power of the Word of God that creates order. You want to create order in your life? Speak the Word of God. Prophesy the Word of the Lord. Speak the Word of God over your life. Your children are out of order? Don't turn them over to the devil. Speak the Word of God. Tell it you will come into order. Maybe your body isn't functioning right. Tell it to hear the word of the Lord. Church, if dry bones can live, everything else can come into order. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, I'm almost done. It says, and it, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. That's why Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are, they are truth. They are, they are life. This is why even in our own humanity, in our broken humanity, when, when we speak, listen, it's not that I want you to hear elegant words from me. What I want you to hear is the life of God that brings the word of God alive to you and that you have these aha moments and all of a sudden they are, they are life-changing words to you. Don't you ever... Don't you ever read the Bible and all of a sudden it becomes alive. It becomes alive. When the disciples had gone to get Jesus lunch, he was talking to the woman at the well. And they brought him lunch and then he's like, I'm not hungry. And, and they said, somebody give him something to eat. And he said, I have food. You know not of. I am I am sustained by nourishment that even is not of this earth. It is it is of heaven. And what he was saying is, yes, in my humanity I am hungry, but but church, listen, how many, how many understand? Listen, I, I watch I watch all these videos of, of, of people that do a make God bless them, all the culinary people and the cooks and, and everything you do. And I mean, I mean, I was watching a video yesterday. These people were making eggs. Eggs. Like, like my God, I was like, wow, I gotta have these eggs. <laughs> now I don't do it, but I send them all to Pastor Carol and I go, try this, try this, try this. But how many understand, yeah, it's awesome to have a great meal, but it won't satisfy you. But, but when you are fed with the manna of heaven, when you have food that comes from Almighty God, you're sustained on the inside. Because my friend, your, your spirit is where the throne of God is on the earth. He wants to rule in you and reign in you. He wants to lead you, guide you bring you into all truth so that you will not fall for a lie. Bring you into truth so that you will not be deceived. Bring you into truth so that you won't be tempted to take something that is lower. Finally, in John 20 and 22, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Ghost. Kind of reminds you of Genesis. He he breathed into Adam. But here, 
He is regenerating them. He, he is causing them to be filled with the very substance of God. His very Holy Spirit. Do you know how Paul says that Christ being in the form of God. So God has some kind of a form. But we know that his nature is spirit. And so God says, let me give you of my nature so that you will be my children. Somebody recently, I don't know what I was doing. They looked at me and they said, wow, you have the mannerisms of your mother. I just saw your, I just saw your mother. I didn't even know what that meant. But how many, how many understand whether you like it or not, you're probably more like your parents. Come on now. Because there's a DNA, there is a, there is a nature, and even when we don't recognize it, this is why Peter, Peter is swearing at a little girl. And they're like, no, 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 no. You've been with him. You, you talk like him. You, you act like him. You, my God, you get around God. You're going to even smell like him. Is that biblical? Does God have a fragrance? Those of you that are, listen to me. I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't like to be spooky. I don't like to be weird like that. But I, I, I've been in the spirit I'm telling you, I smell a fragrance, and not people. There is a fragrance of the Holy Ghost. Come on. You get into nasty places, you can smell the devil. Well, if you can smell the devil, you can smell God, and God smells good. Because God is clean. And if God is clean, he's going to clean you. Because God don't like smelly. God says I got soap. He calls it fuller soap. He goes, I got soap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wash you. I'm going to cleanse you because, because if I'm going to come down there, I don't want to be smelling smelly people. I'm going to wash you. I'm going to cleanse you. I want you to smell like me, God says. So that when you go into places, you, you bring the fragrance of God. Not an odor. I can't stand odor. Like order, odor, huh? Like, like if I'm at the gym, now Corey, people at the gym sweat and they smell and I don't like it. And so I don't understand. You know, there's like 15 ellipticals and you got to be right here beside me and you smell. See, I don't smell. I perspire. I don't smell. And, and I'm like, I'm going to move away because I don't want to smell you. But you see, when the fragrance of God comes into a situation, it's like a bouquet. Hallelujah. Oh, and then our, our lives come under the control. That's a bad word for people today. Here, you know, the Bible calls it the discipline, the discipline of God. That when the Spirit of God is in you, do you notice that He even monitors the way you talk? Hey, I don't want you saying that. Oh, so and so says it. I don't want you saying that. I don't want you behaving like that. This is the way I want you to behave. 
because I'm in you. How many understand that people have some spirits in them? How many understand that the spirit that is in you is a holy spirit? A holy spirit. He breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Ghost. I'm going to close with this and then Pastor Moses will come and do whatever Pastor Moses does. And um, In 1 John 3 and 2, John says, Beloved, now we are the children of God. Turn to somebody and say, I'm a child of God. He's your father. He's your father. And you have his substance. You have his substance. You have his spirit. He says, we're the children of God and, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, when every eye shall see him, watch this, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Why, why will we be like him? Because he's already in you. It's, it's just that glory that's going to come out. It's that glory that's going to be revealed. And so church, I want to encourage you today. He is the God that brings order out of the chaos. He is the wind that blows away all the chaff, all the resistance. Every adversarial thing is moved away because of the breath of God. Will you say this with me? Say, Father, breathe on me today. Breathe in me today. Breathe around me. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. All God's people said,